The following is a reading of Kevin Kelly's 1000 True Fans. This is an updated version of the original 2008 essay. To be a successful creator, you don't need millions. You don't need millions of dollars or millions of customers, millions of clients or millions of fans. To make a living as a craftsperson, photographer, musician, designer, author, animator, app maker, entrepreneur, or inventor, you need only thousands of true fans. A true fan is defined as a fan that will buy anything you produce. These die-hard fans will drive 200 miles to see you sing. They will buy the hardback and paperback and audible version of your book. They will purchase your next figurine sight unseen. They will pay for the best of DVD version of your free YouTube channel. They will come to your chef's table once a month. If you have roughly a thousand true fans like this, also known as super fans, you can make a living. If you are content to make a living, but not a fortune. Here's how the math works. You need to meet two criteria. First, you have to create enough each year that you can earn, on average, $100 profit from each true fan. That is easier to do in some arts and businesses than others, but it is a good creative challenge in every area because it is always easier and better to give your existing customers more than it is to find new fans. Second, you must have a direct relationship with your fans. That is, they must pay you directly. You get to keep all of their support, unlike the small percent of their fees you might get from a music label, publisher, studio, retailer, or other intermediate. If you keep the full $100 of each true fan, then you only need 1,000 of them to earn $100,000 per year. That's living for most folks. A thousand customers is a whole lot more feasible than to aim uh, than to aim for more than a million fans. Millions of paying fans is not a realistic goal to shoot for, especially when you are starting up. But a thousand fans is doable. You might even be able to remember a thousand names. If you added one new true fan per day, it'd only take a few years to gain a thousand. The number 1,000 is not absolute. Its significance is in its rough order of magnitude, three orders less than a million. The actual number has to be adjusted for each person. If you are able to only earn $50 per person uh, per year per true fan, then you need 2,000. Likewise, if you can sell $200 per year, you only need 500 true fans. Or you may need only $75,000 per year to live on, so you adjust downward. Or if you are a duet or have a partner, then you need to multiply by two to get 2,000 fans. For a team, you need to multiply further. But the good news is that the increase in the size of your true fan base is geometric and linear in proportion to the size of the team. If you increase your team by 33%, you only need to increase your fan base by 33%. Another way to calculate the support of a true fan is to aim to get one day's wages per year from them. Can you excite or please them sufficient to earn one day's labor? That's a high bar, but not impossible for 1,000 people worldwide. And of course, not every fan will be super. While the support of 1,000 true fans may be sufficient for a living for every single true fan, you might have two or three regular fans. Think of concentric circles with true fans at the center and a wider circle of regular fans around them. These regular fans may buy your creations occasionally or may have bought only once, but their ordinary purchases expand your total income. Perhaps they bring in an additional 50%. Still, you want to focus on the super fans because the enthusiasm of true fans can increase the patronage of regular fans. True fans not only are the direct source of your income, of your income, but also your chief marketing force for the ordinary fans. Fans, customers, patrons have been around forever. What's new here? A couple of things. While the direct relationship with customers was the default mode in old times, the benefits of modern retailing meant that most creators in the last century did not have to direct contact, did not have direct contact with consumers. Often, even the publishers, studios, labels, and manufacturers did not have such crucial information as the name of their customers. For instance, despite being 
in business for hundreds of years, no New York book publisher knew the names of their core and dedicated readers. For previous creators, these intermediates, and there was often more than one, meant you need much larger audience to have a success. With the advent of ubiquitous peer-to-peer -peer communications and payment systems, also known as the web today, everyone has access to excellent tools that allow anyone to sell directly to anyone else in the world. So a creator in Bend, Oregon can sell and deliver a song to someone in Kathmandu, Nepal, as easily as a New York record label, maybe even more easily. This new technology permits creators to maintain relationships so that the customers can become a fan and so that the creator keeps the total amount of payment, which reduces the number of fans needed. This new ability for the creator to retain the full price is revolutionary, but a second technological innovation amplifies that power further. A fundamental virtue of a peer-to-peer -peer network, like the web, is that most obscure that the most obscure node is only one click away from the most popular node. In other words, the most Obscure underselling book song or idea is only one click away from the best selling book song or idea. Early in the rise of the web, the large aggregators of content and products such as eBay, Amazon, Netflix, etc., noticed that the total sales of all the lowest selling obscure items would equal, or in some cases, exceed the sale of the few best selling items. Chris Anderson, my successor at Wired, named this effect the long tail for the visually graphed shape of the sales distribution curve, a low, nearly interminable line of items selling only a few copies per year that form a long tail for the abrupt vertical beast of a few bestsellers. But the area of the tail was as big as the head. With that insight, the aggregators had great incentive to encourage audiences to click on the obscure items. They invented recommendation engines and other algorithms to channel attention to the rare creations in the long tail. Even web search companies like Google, Bing, Baidu found, in, found it in their interest to reward searchers with the obscure because they could sell ads in the long tail as well. The result was that the most obscure became less obscure. If you lived in any of the two million small towns on earth, you might be the only one in your town to crave death metal music or, or get turned on by whispering or want a left-handed fishing reel. Before the web, you'd never be able to satisfy that desire. You'd be alone in your fascination, but now fascination is only a click away. Whatever your interest as a interests as a creator are, your 1,000 true fans are one click from you. As far as I can tell, there is nothing, no product, no idea, no desire without a fan base on the internet. Everything made or thought of can interest at least one person in a million. It's a low bar, yet even only one out of a million Yet, if even only one out of a million people were interested, that's potentially 7,000 people on the planet. That means that any one in a million appeal can find 1,000 true fans. The trick is to practically find those fans, and more accurately, to have them find you. Now, here's the thing. The big corporations, the intermediates, the commercial producers are all under-equipped and ill-suited to connect with these 1,000 true fans. They are institutionally unable to find and deliver niche audiences and consumers. That means the long tail is wide open to you, the creator. You'll have your one in a million true fans to yourself. And the tools for connecting uh, keep getting better, including the recent innovations in social media. It has never been easier to gather 1,000 true fans around a creator and never easier to keep them. One of the many new innovations serving the true fan creator is crowdfunding. Have your fans finance your next product for them is genius. Win-win all around. There are about 2,000 different crowdfunding, crowdfunding platforms worldwide many of them specializing in specific fields, raising money for science experiments or for bands or documentaries. Each has its own requirements and a different funding model, in addition to specialized interests. Some platforms require all-or-nothing funding goals, others permit partial funding, some raise money for completed projects, some like Patreon fund ongoing projects, 
Patreon supporters might fund a monthly magazine or a video series or an artist salary. The most famous and largest crowdfunder is Kickstarter, which has raised $2.5 billion for more than 100,000 projects. The average number of supporters for a successful Kickstarter project is 241 funders, far less than 1,000. That means if you have 1,000 true fans, you can do a crowdfunding campaign because, by definition, a true fan will become a Kickstarter funder, although the success of your campaign is dependent on what you ask your fans for. The truth is that cultivating a thousand true fans is time-consuming, sometimes nerve-wracking, and not for everyone. Done well, and why not do it well, it can become another full-time job. At best, it will be a consuming and challenging part-time task that requires ongoing skills. There are many creators who don't want to deal with fans, and honestly should not. They should just paint or sew or make music and hire someone else to deal with their superfans. If that is you and you add someone to deal with fans, a helper will skew your formula, increasing the number of fans you need, but that might be the best mix. If you go that far, then why not subcontract out dealing with fans to the middle people, the labels, the studios, and publishers and retailers? If they work for you, fine, but remember in most cases that they would be even worse at this than you would. The mathematics of 1,000 true fans is not a binary choice. You don't have to go this route to the exclusion of another. Many creators, including myself, will use direct relations with superfans in addition to mainstream intermediaries. I have been published by several big-time New York publishers, I have self-published, and I have used Kickstarter to publish to my true fans. I chose each format depending on the content and my aim, but in every case, cultivating my true fans enriches the route I choose. The takeaway. 1,000 true fans is an alternative path to success other than stardom. Instead of trying to reach the narrow and unlikely peaks of platinum bestseller hits, blockbusters, and celebrity status, you can aim for direct connection with 1,000 true fans. On your way, no matter how many fans you actually succeed in gaining, you'll be surrounded not by faddish infatuation, but by genuine and true appreciation. It's a much saner destiny to hope for, and you are much more likely to actually arrive there.